we're back. You thought you were done with us. Joke's on you. You make it sound so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Quick update. We have on our, our analytics, we had 37 listeners on our first episode. That's pretty cool. So, woohoo. Shout out to those 37 people. We're probably 30 of those people, but that's okay. 37? I saw 33 this morning. Dang. Yeah. Four more in a couple of hours. It might be 33. I don't know. Maybe it is 33. <laughs> wow, you're just making up numbers now. I'm not good at math. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I'm, but it's exciting. Like, I didn't know anyone was going to listen in the first place. So to see that... It's a lot of people. Yeah, the first two days we were like, we have 13. We were so excited. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everybody who has listened. I know. Yeah, thank you. We hope that you keep listening. Please keep listening and sharing it with your friends. Today we're going to go into a more deep topic about dreams and procrastination and all that. But before that, I think Andrea wants to do that part of the podcast that we just came up with where she talks about something in her life that's super crazy. <laughs> So incredibly crazy. No, not really. I was telling Valentina a little story before and then I was like, actually, I'm just gonna record this because I like making fun of myself. So I was telling her that last night I accidentally ordered half a dozen bagels from Panera Bread. You better freeze those. (laughs) So I was really hyper last night. I did the mistake of drinking coffee pretty late. So I was still very much wired by like two in the morning and there was nothing else on TikTok for me to watch. So I got hungry, but I didn't want to walk out into the living room and make noise and get in trouble for being loud. So my stomach drove me to the Panera website and I was just going to order breakfast to get delivered in the morning. So I was like, oh, like it'll deliver like around 11 and I'll have like breakfast ready. And I remember seeing the bagel and I was like, $6 for a bagel is really expensive. And then I was like, but maybe it comes with cream cheese. And, you know, it's Panera, so, like, maybe there's they also, like, upped the prices because of, you know, everything in delivery. I don't know why in my head I thought one bagel that cost $6 was okay. I think it's pretty regular if you go to, like, a bagel place and you order, like, a bagel with eggs and cheese. And that ends up being $6. But I was, I accepted it. I was like, all right, $6 for a bagel. It'll be worth it. It's a Panera bagel. It's pretty good. And then... That is really expensive, though. It is. I, I thought it was expensive, but again, I just... It's not like the price of a whole meal. And I also got a meal. Like I got a, I got half a sandwich and some tomato soup. And I also got a chocolate croissant. So then when I added the bagel, I was like, this is weirdly expensive. My dumbass didn't read because it was two in the morning. And first of all, Panera's delivery services is really good. The lady texted me and called me too. She was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that because they can't do like the delivering at your door, like ringing your doorbell kind of situation. They, they have to leave it somewhere for you to pick up. And I had said in the instructions you can just leave on our step she called me was like, i left the meal on your front steps so i like walked out and i grabbed it and the bag was really large and i was very confused i was like i didn't order this much food i ordered a sandwich and some soup and so then i open it and there's like six bagels in there and i was like whoa they gave me free bagels and then i go to look at my order and <laughs> like the little <laughs> the little stickers and it's like no you paid for six bagels half a dozen bagels and i was like that makes sense why it's, it was like six dollars for a bagel okay six dollars for six bagels is a good deal girl 
a good deal. No complaining. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And you can always freeze them and enjoy them for the rest of the week. So that's my little dumb moment for the day. I feel like I need to start coming up with some good stories. <laughs> you're the only one that has them. This is my life. I do dumb things that later on I'm like, wait, what? I'll have dumb stories later when I can leave my room. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how nice it was to wake up this morning and have Panera being delivered to you for breakfast? It was amazing. That does sound really nice. So there's this coffee shop by where I work and I've been wanting to go on like a Saturday because they have like homemade cinnamon rolls on Saturdays and but it's kind of far if I'm not like when I'm at work it's next to my job but when I'm not it's like far it's like 20 minute drive or a little bit longer i have to wake up early enough so that they don't sell out you know <laughs> and they're like really big and they look amazing and i've been wanting to try them forever and they were saying that you could pre-order today for your cinnamon rolls tomorrow so i was like can i pre-order for delivery and they said yeah sure so i pre-ordered three really big cinnamon rolls so i can like share with my family and I'm excited because I'm like, tomorrow I'm going to have some good breakfast. And tomorrow is the last day before I can leave my room. So I'm excited. <laughs> like a last meal before I leave <laughs> my quarantine. <laughs> oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> so I have dreams of this bagel that I tried in New York one time. And I don't know. I don't have like the receipt or the name of the store. But I've I've gone back to New York and I've tried to find it. But it was this bagel that had fig cream cheese. One day I'll find that New York bagel shop that makes fig cream cheese. I wish I could buy an entire tub of it, but... Uh, speaking of dreams, we're jumping into dreams today. Dreams! We're talking about real dreams, not... <laughs> not the dreams you sleep at night, yeah. Not gonna lie, when you said, oh, we should talk about dreams, I thought, oh my god, yeah, I have crazy dreams at night. And then, <laughs> and then I went on... <laughs> <laughs> and I saw the talking points and I was like, oh, not those type of dreams. <laughs> not not those, Andrea. That's a little too personal, I think. <laughs> anyway, so before we talk about dreams, I want to kind of define it. And I'm not talking about like, let's look up dictionary.com. But um, I want to talk about how it's different and maybe connected dreams and goals. So mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to ask you, Andrea, how you would differentiate between a dream and a goal. Yeah. So, and I, I like that these are going to be our definitions from our points of view and our experiences. Right. So I, I like that because they mean different things for different people and there's not a wrong answer to it, really. Um, for me, dreams are kind of the overall big picture of what I want or aspire in my life. And then my goals are kind of like the stepping points to get to that. I guess the, the best analogy I can give you is the dream is a salad and then your goals are the ingredients to make that salad. For me, they, they kind of work hand in hand. That's my definition of it. Mm -hmm. Well, not going to lie, I'm disappointed that your example was a salad and not a bagel. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> um, I agree. That's a big thing. But I, I wanted to bring that up because it's very important to kind of see how connected dreams and goals are. Because I think as a little girl and when you watch television or anything like that, they talk a lot about dreams. Mm -hmm. And within those two hours, the, the dream will come true. And when you're a little kid, it's, it's all fairy tales and magic and dreams what is your dream and mm -hmm. and you know like as an adult it's not that simple and a movie is two hours and life is not two hours you're not going to get a dream within two hours so goals are really important and like you said they're the stepping stones to your 
dream. Basically what I thought, like a dream is this big wish, something that you really desire that you've always seen your life turning into or a big part of your life. Yeah, for sure. And then goals, yeah, like you said, are just the steps that will take you to that dream or dreams. We'll talk about that because I want to point out that I don't necessarily think that you need to have one. I think that you can have more than one. And so why don't you tell us your main dream and if you have more than one? Yeah, see, wow, this is going to get personal. But Mm -hmm. I, I also agree. I don't think you necessarily need to have one dream. It's okay to have two. So for me, my big overall picture, my my dream in life would be to own my very own multimedia company. Mm-hmm. Um, I love media and it's what I went to college for. It's what I currently work in and it, it's mixed in with education, which is what I have experience in. And I've loved the combination of both. I've always wanted to have my own company. When I was younger, I always knew I wanted to be an owner of a company. I didn't know exactly what field or what it was. I've just never been the type of person that I've seen myself working for someone my entire life. And that's okay if you do. I don't think there's anything wrong. I think some people were meant to be leaders. I think some people want to be leaders, but not everyone can be. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be the best leader. I don't know. I've never been a leader. So maybe I'm a shitty leader. Who knows? Well, I think there's different ways to be a leader. You can be a leader and not own a company. I mean, you can yes. be a leader within a company of someone else. That's true. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I've always definitely seen myself as being the main person. And going building up to that, I like that I'm working currently not at the top. And I've worked from the bottom. I've been an intern. Now I have a starting position. And who knows what the next step is. And I like that because I'm getting to see each step and it'll allow me to appreciate every position because I've had bosses who have never worked on the bottom and you can tell the difference when you have someone who's started from the bottom and worked their way up my current boss is like that I have so much respect for her and then but I've also had bosses where like you could tell that they they don't really have experience and but as far as like the company I would love to have a multimedia company that produces and creates as well as it'll be like a mix of PR as well um creates movies music books pretty much a disney sony universal type of multimedia company that doesn't just focus on one thing they produce a lot of different things Mm -hmm. i would love to have that and i've known that i wanted to have that since the name came to me my senior year of high school so i have the name of the company in my head and i've always gone back and forth like "Mm, i don't know but nope it's stuck with me even till this day after 10 years wow no it's not been 10 years since i've been in high school nope that's not good math since the last time i was in high school a few years ago <laughs> um I kind of have an idea for the logo too I don't want to share it because I don't want to jinx anything but uh yeah I don't know I'm I'm excited I don't think this is something I see for myself in the future that I can obtain um as far as the goals to get there I think I'm doing that right now getting jobs in companies that kind of introduce me to that field or um I would like to have one that is very much books like getting a book that's original from people who don't get the same opportunities and helping that author transition from the concept to it being published to it going to a movie to then producing a product afterwards. Mm -hmm. I would like to be that management for that. And instead of saying, hey, I'm going to hook you up with Disney to produce this film, like, no, come to me and I will not only manage you through your book and help you with your PR, but we will also produce the movie. Like that's what I would want to do for authors and artists. The same thing with music, film producers. Um, that would be my end end game for me as far as my dream. 
as career goes. Yeah, I think that that's really interesting. And I think if that's something you're interested in, you should look into transmedia storytelling. I took a class in Tallahassee when I went to school there. And I took a class about that. And I thought it was really interesting. And I think it could be interesting to what you're saying. Transmedia storytelling is basically when you take your storytelling, you use multiple media platforms to show it. So uh, a lot of comics do it where you don't only have a movie, but you also have more of the story going on. And you can see that in the books. You can see it with where people are writing their own stories online. It's basically just a cross media. So so it's like the sharing of a story throughout media and it's not necessarily the same story, but the story continues throughout different narratives. And I think that could be interesting if, if that's part of the company that you just described to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I think also one of the reasons I thought about the whole dream, more than one dream is I was talking to someone and they were telling me how they had this company and they were going to close it and it had been a big dream of his. And I I told him, you can have more than one dream. And I don't think you necessarily have to finish one dream to get to another one, but it made me remember that you would always tell me that you want to work in multiple, with multiple companies and multiple people and you want to work in education, you want to work in media and you want to work in many places. And it made me remember that because I thought of that as your multiple dreams. Maybe now that we defined it, it would be more the goals to get to that big dream but I thought that was really interesting yeah I'm so happy you brought that up because yeah I always say this and I think a lot of people look at me crazy when I say oh I can never have one job and I don't mean that because I'm lazy or anything it's because I personally don't see myself having one job the rest of my life like just working it in one position forever and I like the idea of maybe in the future maybe I have a meeting with you know the next big artist and then I go from that to go meet a new author and then from that I'm going to a premiere of a movie and not me necessarily being the the creator but more of the person getting them to that like I would love to do that so it goes back to this multimedia company idea and I agree with you you can definitely have more than one dreams and it could be more than one career dream it could be maybe so for me that's my big career dream but like a personal dream is to have a family. Yeah. Mostly be a mom. That would be, I guess, more defined. That's a completely different dream. Goals to get to that. For me, what would be ideal, and a lot of people, when I've said this, they kind of chuckle. And I get why they chuckle, because they think, oh, she's young, she doesn't necessarily get it yet. And that's true. Maybe I don't get it. But I've always said, I want to have kids when I'm financially stable. And I get a lot of people saying, oh, you'll never be financially stable. You'll never truly be ready. And it's like, true. But like right now, I could not have a child. I cannot support this child. I still live with my parents. I like, that's just not something I see myself right now. I would like to have a family when I can financially support myself when I don't have to worry about jobs and money and do I need my parents' support when I can no longer need my parents support financially because I'll always need their support emotionally I know that I would be ready to have a child whether that's me having a billion dollar company or me in two years maybe at a job whatever that looks like I'll know the feeling will be okay I no longer have to call my mom and dad and say hey I can't pay rent I can't pay gas send me money kind of thing like that would be bad time in my opinion to have a child does that kind of make sense? 
No, it makes sense. I don't want to be one of these people you're talking about. I mean, that's your opinion. And I think it's good to not want to have kids until you're ready and you're financially ready. Mm -hmm. But I do also think that, I mean, obviously, first, you'd have to move out and be able to be financial with yourself. But I think once you do reach that point, it has to do with more than money. I'm not saying people that are living literally paycheck to paycheck, but the ones that have a little bit more comfort, you sometimes just have to reformat how you spend your money to prioritize a child. And I'm sure you under, I'm sure you know that but I think that might be the reason people chuckle I think they think you're thinking of having this amazing stability where you're like a millionaire and because a lot of people want that it's just not always a reality yeah that's for sure the reason everybody wants that yeah and I know that mentally like I know that I don't have to be a billionaire uh, but it's, it's exactly what you said I need to be able to financially support myself without my parent like living with my parents like that that's the first step not only to, to have it family but just in life general yeah and I do think some people do chuckle because of what you said of like they think that in my mind I have this fantasy of like I need to be a billionaire to have a child like no I'm not saying I'm gonna be a billionaire who doesn't want to be a billionaire I, I like that you pointed out that that is another dream of yours it's a personal dream I, I guess we could categorize them like that and I want to point out that even with personal dreams there are goals because I think a lot of times when we talk about dreams people always think of career that's what you kind of grow up seeing people are always asking you what you want from that nobody really asks you that much about what your personal dreams are they just kind of expect you to form that role of mother or wife or whatever they have in their mind is the right way yeah even within that and I I think I kind of understood this a little bit ago is I never really thought about working toward the person I want to be when I am a wife or a mother and I never really realized that that's something you have to have goals for as well. You have to work toward. Somebody said something about, would you really want to meet the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with and be who you are right now? So you have to work toward the person, the best person that you can be so that when you meet that person, you, you're at the right moment in life. And I hadn't really ever thought of that. I just kind of always thought it'll happen when it happens and I don't have to work towards anything. And I think that's kind of what people mean when they say you have to love yourself. I never thought about it that way. Actually, you say that right now made me go wow I never thought about it that way but yeah <laughs> it'd be nice to fall in love with someone when you're the best version of yourself I don't think I'm a bad version right now of myself but I definitely wouldn't want to get married with the version of me right now because I don't think I'm 100% mature I still think I'm very dependent of my parents I'm very independent in other regions but I would if I were to move in with someone right now like a partner, I think I would be way too dependent of my partner. And I personally would not like that. I want to be a working mom. My ideal situation actually would be to find someone who would want to be a stay at home dad. I would totally be fine with being the working mom. And not because like, I don't really want to raise my children. But just if I worked my ass off and went to college and my parents went into debt to pay for my college, and I went through the anxiety of testing and getting my degree, I am not gonna drop that for some man because he wants me to stay at home. And there's nothing wrong with staying at home. If I'm working that hard, I'm gonna enjoy my career like till the fullest. Yeah, my ideal situation would be that. I think, okay, I don't want to get too into this because it's, I think it could be a whole other topic and it could be a long topic if we talk about it. But I think people always think of, oh, if you work, you don't do other things at home. No, any relationship, any marriage, anything like that, if it's a marriage or partners or whatever, it's, it, it's not always if I work, I'm not a mom, no. You guys could both be working parents and still be really amazing parents. You could have someone help and take care of them, or you could have one of you stay home or do both. I don't know. You you will figure that out. But I just wanted to clarify, not that you said it wrong, 
but I hate that people always say, if I'm a working mom, I won't be a good mom. And also that people judge stay-at-home moms, then they're like, oh, they don't do anything. Like, are you kidding me? They're raising a child. That's hard. And obviously, if I were to get together with someone, they're like, I don't want to be a stay-at-home dad. I'd be okay with that. Like, I respect that. You work for your career, too. You know, do you. We'll figure this out. I kind of been yapping a lot. So I want to know what is your dream and your goals? I didn't really think about it until you said about the whole personal dream. Because like I said, most of the times when people ask that, always career driven. But one of the big dreams I have for my life is to be a published author and hopefully a best-selling author. That would be awesome. I kind of figured that out maybe this year or no, last year. I think that's something I wanted to bring up. You don't have to know what your dream is since you're little. I mean, when you're little, your dream can be to be a princess and that doesn't have to be a dream later. You can also change dreams because for a long time, I I was really stressed that I didn't know what my big dream was because I really wanted to start working toward it. And I would write and I would apply to jobs and and I was really stuck because I really wanted to be able to work toward my big dream and I couldn't really figure it out. And last year, I figured it out. I figured out that it was always like right in front of me, which is funny. So guys, if you've been searching and crying and really anxious about what your big dream is, it might be right in front of you or it might not. If you're looking at television, maybe it's not sitting around watching television but maybe it is I don't know so my big dream within career goals is that a published book and I want that book to be turned into a movie or show I kind of decided on that while I was in college I really want that I think you might have said that too but I just always thought it was so cool I I kind of figured out a little bit ago that most movies are literally a book but I want I want to be part of the process I don't want them to buy out my book and then they do a mess with it I want to be there I want to make sure it's good I want to be it to be represented good (laughs) because that does happen too yeah (laughs) it does I also would like to be a published author um the reason why it's not my big dream is because of what you just said how like it could get buy out off and that's gonna happen anywhere anyways with any contract but maybe that's why I also leaned more towards maybe I want my own company where I'm not going to be that selfish. I hope not to be that selfish when it comes to writers. And I know that if I went through the process, how important it is to a writer that that's their work. So I would like to have that my company do that, like have let's give them more of a percentage of their own work because it's their work. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll hire. Maybe I'll like sign you. (laughs) Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe I think you really want to be like you want to start whatever you do in life from the roots of it. Mm -hmm. I want to be like an author, but I don't necessarily want to be all parts of the process like maybe you do mm-hmm. I, I don't mind being employed by someone <laughs> I don't like having that huge responsibility where I employ people I don't love that so if I ever do end up employing people awesome and I guess I take it back but right now I really don't want that responsibility so I'm fine with being the one that writes the book and then having a team of people help me out because I think a lot of times I don't even know what I want I like having people guide me through it I like hearing people's opinions and I'm not saying you don't but you rather be a larger part of the process than me Mm-hmm. I'd rather be the team that you said you need. The team that helps and manages that. Yeah, I'm not that person. I like it. I like having full control. This is going to make me sound horrible, but I'm kind of the type of person that like, I'm so excited for the end, but I'm like, there's so many details and I know I can't do them all. One of my personal dreams would be to be married and have a family. And I always have told my sister, when I get engaged, you're planning my wedding because I don't want to plan it. Too much stress. I know that I can't deal with stress and I can't deal with planning something that big. So I'm like, I'm putting you in charge because you know me well enough to get exactly what I want the only thing I want to be in charge of is the cake because I am really really worried about the cake (laughs) the most important part is the cake (laughs) yeah and see I would oh my god this is how crazy control freak person I am because I have a Pinterest board for my future baby shower and I've already told my best friend when I tell you that I'm pregnant I'm not only going to tell you hey I'm pregnant I'm sending you that link and if there's anything 
on that pinfor that you do not follow like i will get revenge on you too oh god <laughs> but no she knows i have one for my wedding like i i want to be surprised like surprise me with a baby shower but the one that i plan don't go off and do your <laughs> <laughs> don't go off and do your own thing you want to be surprised by how well your planned baby shower is <laughs> yes like here's the plans pick the date that's what you get to do you get to pick when to surprise me but it better follow my plan because that's how i want oh god i'm way too much of a control freak and it actually follows into my creative work because if I were to get a movie and I know this is not realistic at all because this is just not how the world works but if my book were to become a movie I would want as much creative control over it as possible like I have an idea of what I want who I would like actor wise I know what scenes I would want to be filmed I would want to be part of the entire process and I know that's not realistic but maybe that's why I want my own media company so that I can have control over all over all those aspects I'm just a control freak it's not good you know what's really interesting this reminds me of basically how we plan our book so you plan your book basically to the t and i just come and come up with it at the moment and then when i kind of have an idea of what i'm writing i kind of plan bullet three bullet points and i keep going yes i like to be surprised i like to like be in control of like what time I write and how much I write but I don't like to know exactly every single outcome of everything yes <laughs> I just know that like I want to be shocked by myself <laughs> yeah and I'm the opposite I need to know the ending I always know the ending of every book I write before I start and if I don't it gives me so much stress because I'm like I don't even know what the whole like what is the point of this that's why when we did the first NaNoWriMo I didn't finish because I didn't know what the ending of that story was and it I just it would confuse me I didn't know where to go or how to get there so for me like if I know the ending like I just have to work backwards but maybe that's also why you finished writing and I didn't (laughs) (laughs) I'm not like that I I I literally I've finished two first drafts of a book and even with short stories I would do this even if I kind of knew where I was going to end it I never really knew I would just write and then I would get to like that last sentence and I was like oh and then I would be like yeah that's a really good place to end it and you know what if I want to read books where I know the ending I'll read other people books because I can always figure out how that's going to end or how movies are going to end and I want to be surprised by my own writing. I think that's why, because I don't like, I like books that surprise me and I want it. So I want to be surprised by my own book. I just like to know what the destination and it, it'll change for me. Like one of the books that I know the ending of for that story that I was writing last NaNoWriMo two years ago, the ending came to me la- like sometime earlier or later last year. It just hit me. Like I was just like, oh my God, that's the ending. And then I kind of now at, with that, I knew how to work it. So I started making, I make PowerPoints for all my books and I write the ending. I, I pick characters and what I want them to look like. And then I kind of just work through that. That's like my structure. It helped me. And now I know where the story is going to go. And now I just need to sit down and write it. But then I have a new story idea that came up pretty recently. And I was like, wow, this would be a great story idea. And I wrote down like a little description, like some notes on it. And then I was like, what the heck is the ending? And then I was like, well, now I can't do it because I don't know the ending. Can't do it. Nope. And so I've stepped away from it (laughs) for now until the ending comes. But yeah, I don't know. But then it goes back to, that's why you have two finished scripts. You have two finished manuscripts. (laughs) I don't because I can't freaking pick an ending. No. Everybody has has their own process. And I think this is the perfect way to go into the next topic within our topic, which is working toward your dream. I think it's actually funny because I was going to talk about how you can't wait for the right moment. And you just spent 10 minutes talking about how you have to wait for the ending. But after graduating, I was really stuck in all senses of life. I didn't know what I wanted within writing 
deciding or jobs or life. I didn't know anything. I was I was really, really, really stuck with everything. I, I spent a month in New York. I My sister had an apartment there, so I just stayed there And because I love New York. And I really wanted to get back into my writing fields, and I felt like that would be the perfect place. And I would go every day, and I would take all my stuff, my computer, my a book, everything, and I would walk to a coffee shop, and I would sit there to write, because that's like my favorite thing to do, go to a coffee shop to write. And I would sit there, and I wouldn't write anything. And I would get so stressed, because I would be like, when is this motivation coming? And I would start things, and I would hate them. And I would just, I, I didn't really get anything done that whole month that I was there, except for a lot of stress for myself. The year of NaNoWriMo, I kind of realized you have to work toward a goal. And I realized this even more last year than the first year of NaNoWriMo, because NaNoWriMo was more of a, I have this goal of this one month thing. But last, and I think I've mentioned her before, but Rachel Hollis is the one that put me in this mentality because of the book I read that was hers, which is Girl Stop Apologizing. I listened to it through Hoopla that you can get for free in the library. <laughs> I was at work and I was listening to it and it made me really want to get on top of everything. And after doing NaNoWriMo, I was able to, I realized, oh, I can write a book. I just have to sit down and do it. And I have to stop sitting and questioning what I can and cannot do. You just have to do it. And if it's a mess, it's okay. Because the whole point is to sit down and do it and do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. That's called perseverance. And I've really gotten into that word lately because I think it's so interesting. And it's really hard. I gotta tell you, I've, I've set up a routine for life where I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna wake up every day and do exercise and then go to work and then come home and write. And it's not easy to stick to it. It's really not. But I think it's really important to, even if you didn't stick to it today, to stick to it tomorrow. And if you didn't stick to it tomorrow, stick to it the next day and don't just it's kind of like how we view diets if we if we finish a diet if we're doing a diet and today is Tuesday and you ate a piece of cake you're gonna be like I'll start again on next week Monday no after you eat that cake you start and you start eating better within that moment you just have to decide to do it and then you can sit down and write your goals you can sit down and, or you could just sit down and actually do it whatever way you want to do it do it but it's really important that you understand that like I like I mentioned with the movies you don't just sit there and then within two hours you have the perfect book. That's why these are movies. They're fiction. <laughs> they might represent little parts of life, but they're not life. Life is sitting down to do it, and those two hours are actually more like 20 years. For me to write that book, it took me not only the one month of NaNoWriMo, because then I got the 53,000 words, but then I think three more months to finish the first draft. And then after that, I think we took a break and, and we committed to writing every day. And even though I didn't write every day, which I've still not been able to do, I know it's like very big advice that I hear, but I can't. I haven't been able to write every day, but I can't get myself to write at least two, three times a week, especially if I go to a coffee shop. Slowly, I finished the second book, which I didn't even do with NaNoWriMo. We just kind of started around April. We both like kind of encouraged each other. And then mm -hmm. I sat there and I did it. And I just finished the second draft of that, which is like a brand new goal that I reached. A second draft is like, wow. And I just finished it before April 1st, before I was put on furlough. And that was like, I think probably the one good thing that happened that week. And I just wanted to bring up that you can't, you can't wait for the right moment. And I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times, but maybe this is the the thousand and one time that you need to hear it. I'm not telling you that I've reached any dreams, but the only reason I've gotten closer to reaching the dream, and even if I never reached the dream, I know that I tried my best to accomplish it, and I hope to reach it. What if in two years I change my dream? I still know that I can achieve so much because I put myself to it. So you just have to sit there and do it. It's going to be really hard, and it's going to take a lot of time pushing yourself. So whatever your dream is, personal, career, other type, or all of them, will probably maybe work on one at a time because I've 
found that when I try to work on too many, and this is the reason our podcast didn't work last time around, is that we were trying to work on our podcast, our writing, our friendship, getting a job. I found that you have to stick to one thing at a time. For me, for example, I stuck to last four months. I was like, I'm only going to work on my book. And these four months, I said, I'll work on the podcast so that you can actually work on it. Because a lot of times we kind of decide to do it. And then we have so much we want to do that we do nothing. Stick to one thing at a time and don't wait for the moment. Just sit there and do it and do it again and do it again. And don't let one minute or one moment or one day or one month or one year of failure define your success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was long. <laughs> so when it when I when I talk about the ending, I didn't I don't I didn't necessarily mean like I just sit and wait for it to come. But I do agree with you that when it comes to dreams in general, you have to work for it because I don't know if this is because we're Hispanic and it's just kind of how it was like put into us, but at least for me, being a first generation college student, since I was little, it was drilled in my head that I would have to work for what I wanted because I don't have of like parents who have a college education who can call up friends and try to get me a job somewhere. And there's nothing wrong with people who have that because they didn't choose to be born into a family like that. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't think it's good to always bash people who do have the, those extra steps because it wasn't a choice for them that they have that. So for me, I definitely feel like I have to work. And I've told this to my younger cousins you're going to have take every opportunity you get because things aren't going to be handed to you. So make the best of what you can. I do think you have to work for what you want. And sometimes it's not going to be easy. There's going to be days where you doubt yourself. There's going to be days where people around you doubt you. Yeah. Some of those people may doubt you because they're doing it maliciously. But then some people may doubt it because they're scared to see you being hurt. I had to learn to find the difference between that because there was a lot of times where I didn't have my parents support for my dreams and I thought it was out of them being mean kind of and that was like earlier in high school and early college and I had to learn to really find out that no obviously I know my parents love me and stuff but it was because they were scared that I would fail and be hurt that I would get taken advantage of or that they didn't have the same aspiration of this big dream because that's I mean wanting to have a multi-media company that's big and produces that's a big dream and I know that I know that it's a far reach but in for me I've I've had moments of little doubts where I'm like like am I even good at this am I even good at writing but the one thing I've never doubted was that it was unreachable like I always knew yes it's a big dream but I can reach it Like, I've never doubted that. I've doubted, like, am I talented enough? Do I have, is my writing good? Can I even, like, do people even, will people even like my writing? And I've had moments in life that have kind of stroked my ego a little bit with my writing where I'm like, maybe, maybe I, maybe I am kind of good at this. Like, you know, I had in college, I had a poem published and it won in the school and like for my department. And then it went off to a contest for the state and it won second place. And it's like, that was like, oh, wow. Other judges think it's pretty good. And then we've been doing the the little 12 stories thing and hearing feedback from that has been amazing. Cause like, these are people who, who read short snippets and they're like, this is really good. You have an eye for this. And I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna lie. It, it helps my ego a lot, boosts me up, but it's okay to accept good feedback. I think a lot of people, especially in writing, we, I'm, I'm my heart, my harshest critic. 
critic for my writing. I don't know if this happens to you. When I hear negative feedback, I cried one time in a creative writing class because I wrote a story that I felt very passionate about. It was a short story. And then I had to read it in front of a class. And then it got completely shredded to pieces. And then I cried leaving the class. And my friend at the time was like, well, F those people. Like, if you think your story is good, that's all that matters. And I was like, she's right. And I wiped my tears and I've learned to take criticism for my writing. It still hurts my feelings sometimes, but then I get the positive feedback. And sometimes I feel almost guilty to accept positive feedback for my writing. But then I'm like, fuck that. Why should I feel guilty? If some people, if people like it, there's nothing wrong with that. There's also nothing wrong if people don't like it. If I like it, that's all that matters. And I liked it. So definitely something I've learned. It's strange because I think for me... A lot of times, even though my writing is personal to me, it's strange because I feel like when I write, I almost feel like it's not even me. And so when I read my writing or put it out there, even though I worked for it, I feel when I reread what I write sometimes, I'm like, I wrote this? How do I even know half of these words sometimes? (laughs) I'm very surprised. I've kind of always, because of that, I think I've seen criticism and anything with that as as a way to grow and be better and for me there's the community that I've added on Facebook like the NaNoWriMo or there's other like communities for writers out there it's been very important to me because they remind you that it's okay to suck it's okay if you write a whole book and you read it and it's the worst book you've ever written and it's okay if that happens 20 times guys writing is hard and I think that people don't emphasize that enough people think it's easy and I hate hearing people always say anybody can write a book I don't think anybody can write a book oh my god yeah just like anybody can't be famous anybody can't run a business anybody any job you do is hard you even if it's a janitor not everybody can be a janitor every job is really hard every job has hardships and every job has hard days and good days and amazing days so it's really important to remember that it's okay and for me that's always I don't I don't have tattoos because I hate needles but if I had some big thing it would always be something like that like it's okay to fail it's okay because you have to remember that every failure leads you towards success and even though that's an overused phrase and all of that whole idea is overused in general for me it's very important to have that reinforcement something i heard i was telling this person that i work with that i like wanted to do writing or something and then i said i'd rather fail at something but know that i tried and she goes no 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 it's okay for you to have not like it didn't work out but never say you failed say you're learning from something Uh, true but no i I agree with you I, i don't think people understand that writing is really hard it's very emotional not even us i'm just kidding <laughs> anyone can write a book but not anyone can write a good book <laughs> it's frustrating it's, it's like anyone can write a children's movie but there's only one disney okay so kind of wrapping up here because we're pretty long into this recording is there anything that you're currently working on that's your that's like a goal towards your dream or something that maybe you're wrapping something up and then what your next goal will be? Because for me right now, my goal that I'm working on is obviously this podcast, but also at the same time, trying to organize my story ideas, like write them all down in one central place because they're just kind of scattered through Google Drive. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I kind of decided because when I tried to work on too many things, it would be a mess for me because I 
it was too much, too much stress to work on multiple goals at the same time. So for me right now, I'm mainly focusing on this podcast and recording it, but I am kind of in the background and mostly because I don't, I'm not working right now. So I have more time because usually I wouldn't have had the time to do it, but because I just finished the second draft of my book, I really want to get into the third draft, but I learned this last time when I tried to do NaNoWriMo right after finishing the first draft of the second book. And I realized I get burnt out if I jump from one project to the next, even within the same project. So I need to give myself a little space. And right now I've had two weeks, but I need to like step away from the big project because I want to go into the third draft of that book. But I need to make sure I step away long enough so that my creative juices kind of start flowing again. And also so that I don't remember too much about the book because like I said, I get bored otherwise if I know exactly how it's going to end. So right now, apart from the podcast, I've been reading books as a writer, which means that when I read the book, I think about struggles I had through my second draft. It's really interesting. It's like when you watch a movie or when you read a book, you don't really think about everything that you have to do to put it together. So when I was editing my book, I had a lot of questions and I was like, I've read books, a lot of books before, but I don't remember how they transition from one chapter to the next. And I kept questioning how I was doing things. So I've been trying to pay attention to that within the books I'm reading and kind of take mental and uh, maybe in a little bit, I'll actually write some down, but just notes of how they're transitioning throughout chapters, how they're bringing up characters, things like that so that I can use it when I go into my third draft. It's basically like preparing myself and making sure that I'm not going into the third draft the same way I went into the second draft so that I'm, I have more information so I can do a better job of editing it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's like research. Yeah, it makes total sense. And actually, that's a really good idea to like go in reading. I was doing that a little bit when I was working on one of my stories. I had a couple books that were cut in the same genre and I would kind of go in and highlight certain phrases that I liked when they were describing like hand movements and things. But then I got too into the story. But yeah, I think it's really good to kind of put yourself in the mindset of like, I'm going to read this book, not for the purpose of leisure, but more of like research kind of and see how they set up the page or how they used certain word and language. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to take credit because I actually learned that from a professor in my last year of college. Mm-hmm. I had a professor and he would make us read basically our textbook was a huge book full of short stories and he would make us read like two or three a week and do really in-depth analysis and he would always say you have to read like a writer and he'd really emphasize that which reading like a writer is really hard it takes three times as long to read especially if you take notes yeah yeah but it's it's a really important thing within any career like if you want to go into any career to view things from an outside perspective but always remember that you can use it to better yourself Do you have any last minute advice, you know, because we're so unexperienced and we should be telling people what to do with their lives? (laughs) I'm just kidding. But but anything you want to say before we end this episode? Yes. I would say, and I'm going to sound like a broken record because I say this a lot to family members. Always remember that when it comes to your dreams, there's only one person who will ever truly be there for you. There's only one person who will ever truly pick you up. And there's only one person who you should care that you're pleasing and that's yourself. I thought you were going to say it's your mom. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, because like a lot of times we seek almost like approval from people or advice. And it's good to get advice from everyone. It's good to accept advice. It's good to take advice into consideration we may not always like what we hear in advice and if your gut is telling you listen to your gut that's actually that's what i what i'm changing it to listen to your gut if your gut is saying that you're good at something do it if your gut's saying don't do that don't do that 
because everyone around you is always going to give you their opinions and some of the times they may be hurtful. Don't mistake your fear for your gut. And I think on the note of to what you're saying, I kind of want to say a lot of this episode has been about you as a person and how you have to get to your dreams. But I kind of want to mention it's really important to support other people in their dreams and to have patience for them because, like I said, dreams are really hard. So when you see somebody trying to put their goals together and trying to work at it, they're they're going to reach a moment or they might start out this way where they really don't want to get there. So just encourage them. And if you see them fail, be that voice for them that reminds them that it's okay to fail because I know that other people telling me that has been really important. Yeah, it's important to to get this encouragement. Don't just seek people's encouragement. Like you need to believe in yourself too. No, definitely not. You need to believe in yourself because I it's hard like you said it's it's hard enough with so many negative people out there just when you see someone close to you. I mean, you can do it with everybody if you're a really amazing person. Yeah, try to be nice. Yeah, I guess just if if you have a loved one or a sibling, anybody that you see that is struggling, remind them that it's okay to struggle. Just and I remind you, it's okay to struggle. It is okay to struggle. Yeah. So we're going to leave on that beautiful note. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Sounds nice. All right. Sounds nice. Oh, oh. You better freeze those.